0: Welcome to the Fantasy Affair.
1: All right, welcome in again, ladies and gentlemen, my Fantasy Affarians. I am your host, Brian Meganero, coming to you with the Fantasy Affairs Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, as always, this time it is just the Brad and Burke, the killer bees. Uh, today is a little bug day for me, so we're going bongs and blunts. Burkey, you're the bong. Brad, you're a blunt. I don't think you can go wrong, so I don't think either of you can argue.
0: i don't think i can either i was kind of hoping i was the bong because it's the only one i've actually ever used for something uh but it was also not weed so uh it doesn't really help my my case any but uh i I mean i guess that's a good thing a blunt Do you see people rolling what do we call them fatties do people still call them fatties is that a thing
2: yeah in the 1950s they go mercy Uh, my mom listens uh, to this pod uh, mom, at least I'm filtered though. Okay. It pulls out some of the carcinogens I Googled it. It's probably false, but I just I'm sorry, Mom. And uh yeah, I love you. So let's see
1: uh, well, you know, that's uh that's Brian coming at you as the resident uh fantasy affairs uh bud smoker. Put so your mark that, was, on that. that was for me. I'm okay with that. I'll take it all day. Okay. It's legal, right. it's legal, we're fine, I'm productive. Uh, well, welcome in, everybody, our Fantasy Aparians. Uh Today, awesome show for you. We are breaking down quarterback tiers. Um, and, man, we've had some awesome discussions already, even before we got on, um, about what's going on here, about who's moving, what's going on. I don't want to wait any longer to get into it. Um, Brad Burke, you guys ready to hop into quarterbacks?
2: Absolutely. Let's do that. Absolutely.
1: 101, the only tier on the first level, Pat Mahomes. That is uh, – uh, consensus for the three of us and as the fantasy affairs. Uh, does anyone have anything to say about this? Like Pat Mahomes, obviously we, we know his, the size of his contract. We know the talent level. We know what he has been able to do thus far. Uh, they're protecting him a little bit more this year with the additions um, to the offensive line and guard. So uh, I, I don't think there's any movement anywhere because of what the chiefs have done in the off season. Do you guys?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say there's, uh, you know, They've done much to help protect him, right? They brought in a Garden Joe Sooney, but they did let both their tackles walk, uh, and both of those tackles were the highest-rated offensive linemen on their team last year. Right now, does that move him in dynasty rankings? Absolutely not. Uh, but I do think they're—you know—it'll be interesting to see if if they do anything to replace those tackles in the in the draft uh, and further free agency. So
1: they did. They did so have Chris that. Long, right? Chris Walsh retirement.
0: Right? Yeah, Joe Sweeney, the guard.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: So, again, I don't think that's really going to make a switch from Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes has just been the magic man um, out there shaking and baking and throwing sidearm touchdowns. Uh, we continue to expect to see it. Uh, even uh, with, you know, Berkey uh, mentioning a little thing about Pat Mahomes moving on to this year.
2: Um, Pat Mahomes is good at football. Okay, but there is a discussion off air about, well, let me talk to you about Pat first. I got a good friend of mine that will say no one is not available. Everyone is available for a price. Everyone. He will sell his children. He's openly said that in trade discussions publicly, like that is something he says. He will just do it. Uh, I'm on the other side, man. I guess it's true to an extent but I'm a little bit more like the Houston Texans where like, I'm just going to blindly say he's never going to change. And I'll just lose every year because I don't want to lose that top end production. If I have any opportunity to sneak into the playoffs. And uh, that leads me to the Houston Texans. Cause there was one discussion here Deshaun Watson might be able to break into this tier. Now that seems blasphemous, but we just get down to the actual numbers. He was, he was 26 as a rookie only played seven games after taking over. He was literally quarterback five in three straight years out there in Houston. Uh, this year, he was supposed to fall off. I mean, you talk about a dumpster fire. We make fun of the Eagles. We got Lions and Jets fans in this in this very podcast. And so, like, you know, we have we know the jokes because they've been said to us. Uh, but there was a true dumpster fire out there in, in Texas where you were like, they might not put it out. And it's still going on. Deshaun Watson wants out. But after a year where they lose all his weapons and he still produces at the highest level of his career going into his age 25 season, we would just automatically expect that, yeah, he should be in the discussion but there are uh, allegations, right? Now, we are not lawyers. We are fantasy football analysts. We are podcasters and we have our opinions, uh, but that's not for here, okay? So the bottom line is what we know is he wants out of Houston, okay? And we know that there have been 12 plus uh, allegations at this point and some civil cases filed, but no uh, criminal cases, and so, I'm not sure the difference between a civil and a criminal. Uh, I'm you know, i not a lawyer. But what I do know is that the allegation still happened, all right, and it still weighs something. So he's not going to fall off the mat for me. I did drop him to three. I'm more comfortable with the three here than at two, and I'm definitely much more comfortable with Patrick Mahomes because when you're playing Dynasty, you got to know the man behind the curtain, right? Don't ignore the man behind the curtain. And I know that he has just sound intentions. Like, he reminds me of Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. Like, this guy goes home to his girlfriend's soon-to-be wife at the end of his day. He calls his mom on the regular. Like, this guy has a heart, and I don't think anything like this will ever come out for him. But I know Bradley does have Deshaun Watson at two, and that he was, he was saying he should be in the discussion. So uh, talk to me about Watson as a football player, Brad.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you kind of already mentioned the QB5 the last three years, uh, and that was going to be my starting point, right? So QB5 three years in a row, but his point fantasy points per game has increased every year as well, right? So that just shows the growth. First two years had DeAndre Hopkins. They moved DeAndre Hopkins. He goes into the season with Will Fuller and Brandon Cook. Everybody says, ooh, we don't know about Deshaun Watson now because DeAndre Hopkins is gone, and now we get to see him. What's he do? He, even, he increases his output even more. And that's after he lost Will Fuller for the remaining half of the, the back half of the season, right? So, so when I look at guys that I'm putting in tiers, I really want to look at those, the consistency. That's where Patrick Mahomes kind of separates himself, in my opinion. You don't see games where he comes in and scores 15 or less points. Right, 12 or less points, like you see some of these uh, franchise quarterbacks coming in and doing like a Derek Carr or Baker Mayfield, like guys that you like to have on your team as a QB2 or QB3, they'll never reach this tier because they don't have the consistency of putting up 20-plus points a game uh, consistently. Well, Patrick Mahomes over the last two years has had 14 games under 20 fantasy points. Deshaun Watson's only had 12. So, So to me, I see a Deshaun Watson who, can, who is putting up over 20 fantasy points a game just as often as a Patrick Mahomes is with less weapons. He doesn't have a Tyreek kill this year. He doesn't have a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire this year. That makes me really like the potential that he has when given an opportunity. You already talked about the fact that the man was on a dumpster fire of a team. You've seen the Houston Texans decline over the course of the last few years with bad trades, with bad personnel decisions, coaching issues, and he continues to to put points up in that adversity. So I love the guy as a football player. I love what he can do on the field. He's proven it. And and that's why I have him in the same tier as, as Patrick Mahomes right now.
1: And to well.
2: touch on – on, Sorry, baby. I'm just always over here just trying to yell at, at Bradley, <laughs> Stickler. How many times has Deshaun Watson hit 40 in his career? Because Pat does it regularly. He does it every season. Pat Mahomes in four games last season had more than 30 points. That's going to win you the week in four out of 15 games. Okay? He dropped out of 20 three times. Two three of, times. of them were 19.3, 19. 19.6, but he yep. dropped out of 20. You put up that 40 spot, you win me the week. So I I get his point, though. It's a valid point. I'm sorry. I mean, he put 40 up one time. No, no, no. Don't be
0: sorry. Yeah, 40 points was 40.0 one time. That's not like a two, three times a year thing. So, I I, I mean, I I don't disagree that his ceiling is going to be higher than a Deshaun Watson. But – to me, you got to have a threshold somewhere, right? And to me, I look at 20, you know, if you can consistently, that 20 points is that that floor for me. And when they're consistently doing that at the same rate, that tells me I can trust this guy just as much as I can to Patrick Mahomes.
1: So. Yeah, and, you know, I wanted to mention uh, and just add on top of, like, this is Sean Watson just being impressive. Uh, you know, he threw for his career high in yards this year without DeAndre Hopkins and without Will Fuller for the entire season, 4,823 yards. He threw for the most passing yards in the NFL last year. So this kid is just – he's a baller. He's resilient, um, as we've seen him get kicked in the eye and still throw a touchdown pass. Everybody remembers that. Um, So, you know, obviously, uh, landing spot is – he's not playing for the Houston Texans anymore, so we have to assume that his situation is going to get a little bit better, and the team that trades for him and pays him all of this money is going to – make him the star of an offense. So, um, you know, I, I completely agree with the possibility of Deshaun Watson entering the Pat Mahomes um, tier, but for now, it's just going to be Patty up top of the throne. And to mention the other guys in that tier, that is our second tier here at the Fantasy Affairs, uh, Josh Allen coming in at number two. Uh, Deshaun Watson is three for the consensus, and then Kyler Murray as our four, uh, four consensus. Those guys are filling our uh, second tier. And, um, I think Berkey, you had, uh, you had Josh Allen just a little bit lower than us at four as, br- Brad and I might have- Brad and I had him at three. Yeah,
2: I did. Um, I'm a Kyler guy. All right. And we can compare the two Kylers a year younger. Josh Allen's bigger. Josh Allen is QB one this last season. So 21, eight, one Kyler was six and three. I think Kyler Murray is the guy that I would debate with Watson. I mean, this is just – this is the tier. It's a fantastic tier. But Josh Allen's completion percentage just absolutely skyrocketed last year. He throws for 37 touchdowns, 4,500 yards. It looks like they don't even remotely want to run the ball. Um, He does still get some rushing, though. He had 102 attempts out of 109 the year before, and he still scored his eight touchdowns on the ground. So the dude's a stone-cold stud. I mean, he was QB1 this last year. I don't necessarily believe in the blow-up. And so I can't just, like – him. I'm not an idiot, Uh, but it does give me fear, and it's my rankings, and so I got him at four, and I feel totally justified in doing that, especially because he just lost. We we see the sophomore slumps, okay? That'll hurt his dynasty value a ton. Like I want to get a guy on the rise, not a guy at the peak, unless he could stay at the peak, and I don't fully believe. I don't know that Josh Allen can do that. So he loses his head coach, uh, in Anthony Lynn, who is like a part, a partner, a friend to him, and always has a top ten offense, but. They are doing some really special things out there in L.A. And he uh, – I'm, I'm sorry, out there in Buffalo. I just transitioned to Herbert, didn't I? Just started talking yeah, about – just a
1: little bit. Just yeah, transitioned to Herbert. I was, <laughs> I got, I he was like, what is this guy second. talking about? <laughs> How <laughs> I mean, long is like, this like, show like, going like on?
2: Buffalo, well, Marlin, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just talking about the I, – i Josh Allen, yeah. No, he's four for me, though, still. Can't wait to talk and about you know, Herbert, got, apparently. Uh, I cannot wait. You know what
1: – so I think, uh, yeah, Berkey's got the dreams of, uh, of Herbert in his mind right now, but I want to just continue a little bit on Josh Allen here. Um, that, that Josh Allen breakout that happened this year, it was freaking tremendous, and nobody could have called that. He had a completion percentage just as high as uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers does not make mistakes with the football, and Josh Allen adds those 100-plus rushing attempts every single year, and he's efficient with them. He scored eight times on his feet. Uh, he's throwing 37 touchdowns this year. Um, I, and, and my thing against Kyler Murray is, yes, he only threw for 26 touchdowns and 12 uh, interceptions, but he ran for si- or 11 on the ground. Does that change a little bit with them bringing in A.J. Green? And if A.J. Green actually stays healthy this year, do you think Kyler's going to throw a little bit more and not rely on his feet so much, which is so valuable to the position?
0: Look, I, I don't think so. And, I mean, Kyler was super high in, I believe he was, there were only five quarterbacks who held the ball longer than what Kyler would or did throughout the season. And that's, that's scrambling including. So what that's telling me, when you have that much time that you're scrambling and, and looking for a throw and you throw for sub 4,000 yards, but you're top 10 in, in attempts, you're not seeing the field very well. Uh, And now I I don't claim to be like this super phenomenal football coach, but if you're spending that much time and you're, you're still subpar in my opinion, as a quarterback in passing yards, I worry about that a little bit. Um, Now, do I think AJ green has some capabilities to help him with that? Absolutely. Um, I think that offense looks a little bit different uh, with AJ green in there. But I want to see Kyler take another step. Uh, You know, he's like 23rd in the league in yards per attempt. It's like 7.2 or 7.3 yards per attempt he's at. That's that's pretty damn low uh, when you've got guys like DeAndre Hopkins. You've got an Andy Isabella who's the burner down the field. Uh, so, so you're curious to see kind of how Cliff Kingsbury uses that offense now. And if he kind of unloads Kyler and lets him throw it downfield, maybe he was coached to do those things where I do those check downs and, and, you know, if you just don't see it, just run. Uh, but my issue is he had 11 rushing touchdowns. Um, and he finished as, as the QB three, if I remember correctly, um, look there, that's That's not sustainable. There's literally no other quarterback in history that has run for double-digit touchdowns uh, multiple years except for Cam uh, Cam Newton. He's the only one that's done it over the course of 10 years. He's done it three times. Uh, Lamar Jackson hasn't rushed for double-digit touchdowns. Josh Allen hasn't rushed for double-digit touchdowns. Now, maybe Kyler is this extraordinary talent at rushing the football. I just don't – History tells me that's not necessarily sustainable. So if he dropped he down didn't look, to even go ahead.
1: He didn't look anything like Lamar Jackson did last year with the football in his hands. And Lamar Jackson last year as a runner was unbelievable. And he couldn't repeat that. So I just to your point, like I don't think he can sustain that that running effort in, in double digit touchdowns after seeing what Lamar did in 2019.
0: Yeah. And even if he even if he sits at that seven or eight rushing touchdowns, he drops to QB six, QB seven. So it's, I, I, he's still in this tier, right? There's there's no reason we should be talking about him in a tier below this. Um, but for me, he's for me, he's at the bottom of the tier because I think he relies a little too much on the legs. And I'm just that's just not my type of quarterback. Eric, I see, I see you. Yeah. I see you shaking your head.
2: Yeah, I lost a lot of clout by transferring from Josh Allen to Justin Herbert, but I want to chime <laughs> in. So I've got, I've got to find a little moxie that's a little deep within my soul here. I can't. I can't believe. All right, let's talk about history, right? What does history tell us? Well, history was written. Kyler Murray was drafted in the top ten of the NFL and Major League Baseball drafts. He wasn't drafted. He he didn't play quarterback. All, I mean, he didn't play uh, pitcher all the time. He was a shortstop. The guy is. Uh, he's <laughs> Sean calls him the field mouse and uh, we call him Mighty mouse. like and he's Squirrel. a professional quarterback and has been for years. So when he throws the ball, it's on a line. He's throwing dimes out there. He's not a pure rusher and he has this rushing upside and he's so difficult to stop near the goal line. His 11 rushing touchdowns and 800 yards on the ground. I mean, like because he will just be scrambling and take off. All right, He will be trying to force it in instead of throwing it to the back of the end zone. He's like, fuck, I'll just go the seven yards. No one can touch me. And he walks in. It's not like he's avoiding hits or taking contact or, and they scheme it up for him. And they scheme it up for him. So he's as close to a lock to top five as I could say. Outside of the other three people that we have named so far, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Kyler Murray fan. Though. He's my two, and I'm right. locked in there. I mean, he's six and three. Like he's never not. He's just always produced. And why would you doubt him? And he's 23, and you're gonna knock him because he runs too much. But when I see him throw the ball, he's got a cannon. Like he's he's a fantastic quarterback with wheels. Yeah, so. he
1: he slings it. He's got wheels. He definitely belongs in this tier for us um, at, with Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson. So. Um, Next year, as Berkey has already alluded to, is going to have Justin Herbert in it. But uh, before that, uh, Dak Prescott comes in uh, for us at number five, uh, Justin Herbert six, Lamar Jackson seven and Russell Wilson eight. That is tier three for us. Um, Prescott, Herbert, Jackson and Wilson. Uh, Berkey, I'm going to I'm firing right to you. Justin Herbert. He sticks out to you. Talk about him. Why is this the guy after year one?
2: But see, this is the guy that I think is scary to have in this tier, but he belongs. He's proven he's belong. He finished his QB 10. He missed a game. Uh, we all know the only reason he got to start was the mysterious punctured lung out there in Los Angeles, not Buffalo this time, though. It is still Tyrod. He's, he's been around. Um, the kid was on fire and we were just waiting for him to fall off. And I guess he had a tough game against new England in week 13. Surprise, surprise. But other than that, He really produced, and he put up big numbers against Kansas City, who's a divisional rival. We know that they're going to build around him. They just went and got him the best center. We talked about that. Uh, Whatever pod I was on last time, it was fantastic. It's just that battery that you can build where they're both so young and they can grow together and they can help learn checks and identifying things and growth signals. I mean, that's what great quarterbacks need. He's got the size. He's got some wheels. He's got a cannon, and he's got some weapons. What scares me, which I alluded to, anthony lynn leaves town sophomore slumps new head coach rewind to listen to my take uh you know like 45 45 seconds (laughs) Uh, but all of that's still true to me like he belongs here but there are a few guys down the list that i wouldn't be surprised they take his spot so
1: turkey who who amongst like Herbert is he, is he able to fall a whole tier or is he pretty steadily in that five to eight range? Or, you know, you think that sophomore slump is really coming hard.
2: I mean, we're projecting, right? We're projecting. So do you think he was RB, he was QB nine and we have him at the six spot in our rankings. We have him in the tier three. He probably stays in tier three, but a tier below, or even a tier below that, there are multiple people that I think can take his spot. His age is going to help him a ton. Um, He's the one in the tier that I am the least you know, dependent on, and he is the hot commodity. So I like the other sure. three a bit more, and I, t- I just tell you, I like a particular rookie over him too. So.
1: Yeah, we will get to that. Um, Brad, I want to know uh, your guy in this tier that you are the highest on and the most confident with, Dak, Herbert, Jackson, and Wilson.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dak Prescott to me is a smash in this tier. Um, I mean, he has – uh, the o line coming back he has his wide receivers coming back um, you know everybody will, will be worried about his ankle uh, i mean the guy's 27 years old he's not you know I, i'm it's not like he's coming back from an achilles as and he's a running back um, so so i'm 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 not overly concerned with his injury. I'm not going to drop him a tear because of that. I think his upside is astronomical. You just look at the four-game, four-and-a-half-game span that he had last year with the weapons that he was playing with, and he was the uh, QB1, I believe, in that four-game span. He was putting, you know, we talked about 40-point games. Uh, I believe he had two of them in that span. Uh, if I remember correctly. So so to me, Dak Prescott, I'm the highest on in that uh, in that tier. And the one that I'm the lowest on is, is going to be Lamar Jackson. For a lot of the similar things I talked about, Kyler, I, if, you, if you haven't caught on to this already, I'm not a rushing quarterback guy. Um, I, I don't like it for sustainability purposes. Uh, all it takes is one, uh, one wrong hit, you lose them, uh, and you, you find yourself in a Robert Griffin-type situation. Uh, now, I, I'm, not gonna con- I'm not comparing the quarterbacking skills of Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson to Robert Griffin, but that type of injury can really hurt a rushing quarterback when that's what gives them the opportunity to throw the ball to begin with. Um, so it changes the game for them, and they have to work through that. Lamar Jackson is one of the slipperiest people in the NFL hands down period um so do i and i don't i don't think i've ever seen him take a heavy hard hit um so he's really good at not taking those hits but i just i you know he relies on that i mean the guy was uh you know his mvp season he had 1200 rushing yards like that again that's not a sustainable type of thing i think in the long term you know you give him a year or two and that that, that yardage is going to start to die off and If you don't see clear improvement in the in his abilities in the passing game, he's gonna drop hard, and I mean hard, because somebody who throws for 3,200 yards, he ain't getting them done in fantasy.
1: Well, you mentioned you mentioned that um, you know last year rushed for 1,200 yards, uh, and or the excuse me 2019 rushed for 1,200 yards, and finishes a quarterback one this year or, or 2020 rushed for a 1,005 yards. He rushed for a 1,000 yards and finished as the quarterback ten, uh, through under 3,000 yards um, with only uh, 26 touchdowns uh, in the air. So, you know, that is not going to get it done. And I think that's kind of why you're alluding to that running. You can't trust your running quarterbacks, but you can have a lot of faith and trust in these passers and these pure – like Aaron Rodgers to me sticks out as a guy who is just – consistently there. And the guy barely ever rushes. Tom Brady, same thing, barely ever rushes, but guess what? He's going to chuck the rock. He's going to throw it accurately and he's going to throw a touchdown. So um, I agree with, uh, with Brad here a little bit on the sustainability of rushing quarterbacks um, and and staying at the top of your tier. So almost like a sell high once they have that season and then uh, see what you can get for them. But moving to this next tier, uh, this is definitely the most interesting of the tiers. Uh, a, we have at uh, number eight, Trevor Lawrence, number nine, Aaron Rodgers, and number 10, Joe Burrow. Uh, <laughs> as you can see, the two young bucks sandwiched in between Captain Rodgers. Uh, this is a really interesting tier, Berkey. How do you break this down?
2: Uh, well, we, we s- uh, skipped over Russell Wilson there, finishing out that top tier. Uh, and then, because these are 9, 10, 11. So these, these are getting towards the end of your quarterbacks but the guy that i think could pop up here is trevor lawrence i mean we got aaron Rodgers, age 37 uh stone cold beast man uh, coming off an mvp season i mean how many times can the guy throw for you know 40 touchdowns or close to it before you finally just annoy him what, what do he have last season 48 holy smokes okay but he's 37 years old joe burrow i didn't believe in coming out he proved me dead wrong Uh, absolutely lit the world on fire from what I could see. And the biggest thing is he does all his own checks. That's something Justin Herbert doesn't do yet. He doesn't do his own checks at the line. Like he tries, but you could tell that the line, he's asking the line what they're doing instead of telling them. Um, But I think it's Trevor. Trevor's my guy in this tier. I'm going to hang my hat on him. I mean, you know the freaking one-on-one in NFL. Like, of course, you're hanging your hat on this guy. But he goes to a great situation. The comp to Andrew Luck is lazy, whatever. It's just just easy. It's a layup, okay? He comes out of college. He's been anointed like the next Manning since he came out of high school. He's done nothing to disappoint. He comes out into the pros as the first pick, goes to a great situation. Um, with a head coach that does not lose coming out of retirement, plenty of weapons. They're going to build around him. He's got the talent. He's got the arm strength. He's got the requisite size. He's a pretty boy. I just don't see anything going wrong for Trevor. And I think he's going to jump into a tier above. That's why I thought Herbert was a little bit sketchy. Just just my guy Trevor down here.
1: But at night, I mean, it's fair, right? It's fair. Absolutely. I mean, he, he's on this tier break for us uh, and right at it, you know, uh, pretty much consensus. Like we have, or if you break down the number per average um, him and Russ, Russ at the back end of that last year, like you talked about Berkey, they're right at our 8.25. So like they are identical. And uh, just because of the last pushover, we had to um, push him to the next tier. So uh, Bur- or Brad, what do you, what do you feel about Trevor Lawrence? Are you anointing him? Is this your guy?
0: Yeah, dude. I, I love, I mean, Trevor Lawrence and Berkey kind of talked about the landing spot. I don't know that it can get much better for a rookie quarterback to come into a situation where you have a DJ shark, who's a speed guy. Uh, you have a Marvin Jones, who's a huge contested catch and red zone threat. You've got a Loviscus Chenault, who's going to be your underneath yards after the catch kind of guy. You've got Jamestown Robinson as a solid running back. Like, and you've got a, a College coach coming in, who's going to recognize how to make the playbook understandable for you and grow in the NFL with you. I love, absolutely love the situation. Urban Meyer is very intelligent coach. He's going to know what he can do with Trevor Lawrence and where he needs to kind of slowly bring him along. So I'm, I'm super excited for for Trevor Lawrence. But I, I've got him a little below Aaron Rodgers. I, how do you how do you knock a guy down who's throwing for forty touchdowns consistently? He's in a he's in a third year with Matt LaFleur. He's got the same offense coming back. They re-signed Aaron Jones. They've still got Devontae Adams. You gotta think I'm fingers crossed for fucking Aaron <laughs> Rodgers that they they bring in a fucking wide receiver for this week. We man. said
1: this last
0: year. We I, said it last yeah. year. He was the MVP of the league this year, and nothing is changing for him. So I it, it would not surprise me if you see a, the exact same thing with him. Um, and, he, you know, he's got at, at a minimum of two more years. I believe three is what the deal is uh, when they did his restructuring and resigning. Um, so, so three years, if he plays out his contract. And and if you think about it, Tom Brady, uh, he, he, he's 42 right now. That's five years from now. Let's say Roger says, screw that. I'm playing. I'm out playing Tom Brady. I'm, I'm going to go till I'm 44. You got you got five, six, seven more years of Aaron Rodgers.
2: Are we That's sure that outplays Tom Brady? Are we sure that? that? Are we sure that if oh, he goes no, to forty-four, that outplays? No, 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 I think he's going to give up nice. it when yeah. he turns forty because he's like, I'm not going to do it for six more years. This guy's ridiculous. He'll
0: <laughs> yeah. probably it's ridiculous. ridiculous. But, but who would have thought that Tom Brady was going to continue on at forty years old, going to a new team in a new situation? Right. You got all those haters that talk about how Tom Brady was only a product of Bill Belichick and all that kind of got to him and, and made him want to want to go and prove it. And he did. Right. So who's to say that same sit- type of situation couldn't happen with another one of the greatest in Aaron Rodgers. So that's why I've got him a little bit higher. I think there's a good chance that you see three or four more years of, of Aaron Rodgers at, a, at producing at a at a high level.
1: Uh, Aaron Rodgers is just undeniable. Uh, you know, we know his accuracy, we know his long ball, uh, we we know everything about him, and we just can hope that the Packers will make a move in the draft to assist him a little bit more in the wide receiver. Because if he could have a solid, solid two, um, God, would we love to see like a Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb combo in their prime again. That'd be fantastic to line up besides, uh, beside beside Devonte Adams. But um, I come to bring in. Uh, Joey B the kid, uh, number 10 or number 11 for us, uh, in this tier, finishing out the tier, he of course, uh, suffered the injury towards the back end of the year. He only played 10 games this year, um, ended up throwing 20, just shy of 2,700 yards, uh, 13 touchdowns, five picks and uh, 142 rushing yards with a, with three touchdowns, um, on the ground. So, uh, Joe Burrow looked fantastic. Berkey, like you said, he surprised you um, last year coming out gunslinging. Obviously, they lose A.J. Green. They lose John Ross, which didn't really uh, attribute anything to Joe Burrow's success last year when he was playing. So, um, you know, hopefully that offensive line uh, gets a little bit healthier and can work together for the first time, essentially. Um, and and it seems as though they are they are gung-ho picking A. Sewell at the number five. Uh, just to protect him a little bit more, keep him on his feet, because we see what happens when um, passers like Joe Burrow stay on their feet. You know, Aaron Rodgers on his feet is throwing forty touchdowns, 48 touchdowns this year. He's, you know, incredibly efficient. So that's what I see from Joe Burrow. I believe I had him the highest amongst us. Uh, no, I actually uh, – I had him lower than you, Berkey. Berkey, you are uh, surprising yeah. me with your Burrow.
2: I Because I, I dropped Aaron Rodgers way out. Uh, burrow, <laughs> the, my fear with Burrow, like he surprised me. and It's not his game. It's not his fantasy stats. They're great. He's throwing the ball a ton. And the coach is going to fight for his life. He's going to throw the ball a ton. That's what he does. So he got the volume. It was what he was doing at the line of scrimmage. Like he was playing actual NFL quarterback from the jump. He won the huddle. He won the locker room. He demanded respect. And he produced. And I was like, <laughs> all right, dude. Yeah, like I was just, I was wrong. I'm I'm okay with doing that. I'm just going to change my opinion now before it's too late. And uh, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. The fear is that knee. And like Brad alluded to, he's, he's got the arm and he's a quarter. He's a kind of a pocket guy. He gets out. He can move, but he's a pocket guy. So it's not going to just slaughter his value. Like it, the fear for Lamar Jackson versus Kyler Murray, I thought was silly. But the fear for Lamar Jackson, that's real. Like if he takes a hit to the knee, it's, uh-oh uh-oh what happens whereas burrow we don't we all expect burrow to come back it's when will he come back and we all expect him to be a fantastic quarterback i'm just worried that you know it's a mental thing it can linger a little bit you, you start to twist your hips different you don't set your feet quite as right you kind of fade out of the thing trying to avoid contact and it takes a minute to get over but Bur- joe man joey b like you labeled him i don't i wouldn't be shocked in the lightest this time if he comes out and it's just the man again with the big ass on his knee like tom brady and matt ryan have been wearing since i was born i mean he'll be fine he'll be fine
1: for sure can't agree anymore there um braddy are you, are you in with burrow out with burrow yeah
0: i look i mean this guy was getting destroyed last year 32 sacks through 10 games it was one of the worst displays of an offensive line i think i've seen in a long time they did go out and get Riley Reef who was, you know, a pretty highly touted uh, uh, offensive lineman. He only allowed one sack and over a thousand snaps last year. So that's going to help that situation. Then they go and they add, you know, somebody that, that I know you like, Brian, and I as well, uh, if they can bolster that off- offensive line, like it looks like the organization is trying to do, T. Higgins is on the up. Tyler Boyd is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the National Football League. The kid is really freaking good. I like Drew Sample. He's a, good, he's a good overall tight end, right? He can block. He can catch passes. He can do a little bit of everything for you. He's not an Evan Ingram going to burn you down the field. He's not a Darren Waller getting you 120 catches a year. But he's a solid tight end given uh, uh, the opportunity. Uh, So I I love Joe Burrow coming back from that injury. I want to see some healthy camp reports. That's that's the, the trigger for me right now, right? What's he look like? Is he jittery in the pocket now? Because he knows, oh my God, pretty much every drop back I had last year, I was getting creamed does that does that transition into the offseason and camp workouts and, and and things of that nature right do we see that he's still rock solid under pressure uh, can move the pocket navigate the pocket or does he drop because he doesn't want to get hit right what how does he start to respond to some of that pressure so so I'm interested to see that but I do love Joe Burrow as as a in his sophomore campaign
1: Yeah, and as an owner I'm uh, fingers crossed for Penny Suela pick 5 for the Bengals but um we have got a little time left to move on to the fifth tier here. That is going to be our 12, 13, 14, and 15. Um, we're gonna we're gonna rip through these guys uh, as they are kind of interchangeable. Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, and Tua Tagovailoa uh, come in for us in order that way. Um, I'm gonna kick it right to Berkey. Berkey, which one of these guys uh, it can? Which one of these guys not mentioned that we have just ripped through that can pop onto this list? Um and break into this tier and stay as a quarterback one for you.
2: Uh, and we're not talking Tannehill, Mayfield, Stafford, Tua?
1: Everyone outside of them. Yes. Outside okay. of those guys.
2: Okay. Um, my guy's Matt Ryan. Okay. Matt Ryan scared me a little bit because I think they might take a quarterback, and it's still in the realm of possibilities. But he restructured his contract to the point where he's it's such a huge debt, dead, dead money that they're committed to him for this year and next. He's 35. He's not ancient. He's not done. Uh, he was, he's, he's QB 2-12 to 12 for me just about every season. Now he was 15 once, 20 in another in 2015, 2017. But he's had multiple MVP caliber seasons. I mean, he, he was the MVP in 2016. 2017 struggled just a tad bit. Uh, he didn't have the huge touchdowns. But he comes back in 2018 and throws for 35 touchdowns, 49-24. Did not get the MVP honors in that year. But absolutely astounding year. So QB two is definitely in the realm of possibilities. Guy can throw for 5,000, close to 5,000 yards and close to 40 touchdowns. And we got him, you know, behind Baker Mayfield, who looks like just the second coming of Derek Carr and Ryan Tannehill, as much as I dude is a one, Dude has been a one since he got to Tennessee is outstanding. Things are changing for him. And I just, I don't, I think that Matt Ryan can jump into this tier and stick in this tier because he's a similar age with the two. Uh, or, or with ryan Tannehill, and i just i believe in him i think he's got a great supporting cast and julio and ridley and gage and whoever they draft at running back and they, they have the new head coach that just made ryan Tannehill so fantastic so he could fade out when he when he has a new uh, offensive coordinator there so yeah matt ryan smash play for me
1: this year uh, nice uh he's got that uh until this year he had that uh that flow happening every other year, he would seem to be like top three quarterback or back end QB one. And, you know, he just solidifies himself, uh, at the, as a QB one this year, uh, this past year, um, in 2020, as at our quarterback 12, um, Brad, do you feel that anybody who's your guy to pop into this tier and replace one of the Tannehill Mayfield Stafford and, uh, Tua?
0: yeah, let me, let me just get something real quick out of the way. Uh, comparing Baker Mayfield to Derek Carr is just uh, yeah. yeah,
2: I know. I'm sorry, Derek. I'm sorry, Derek. I didn't mean at... to, to compare <laughs> you to a guy that, that can't finish as high as you. Uh, it's when my apologies.
0: You at, when you look at Baker Mayfield, this is the first time he's ever had an offensive coordinator and a coaching staff that lasted two seasons. Um, When you look at his second half of the season, he had the third highest NFL quarterback rating out of of everyone in the NFL from week seven on. He was a top ten fantasy quarterback in that same span. And now he's going into a second season with the same offense, with the same weapons, adding Odell Beckham. I love Baker Mayfield to actually jump from this tier into another tier uh, uh, a little bit higher after this season. But that's not what the topic of conversation is. We're going to move to another guy that you slighted, and this, this is one of my hometown favorites. I love me some Derek Carr. I really do. He's a gr- He's got the same quarterback
2: rating as the I one and only Tom Brady did this year. I couldn't have heard you right. I
1: couldn't. Have yes, you did. Did you say
2: that how dare you compare Baker to Carr and then say that Carr could break into the top 10. So either my comparison is good, either my comparison is good, no. or you've been drinking saying, way overproof. I'm saying
0: I am drinking overproof tonight, but uh, I'm saying Baker's inside the top 10. I'm looking at Derek Carr at like number 10. Right, Derek Carr is a guy who's going to consistently give you 4,000 yards. He's going to consistently give you good quarterback play. He doesn't turn the ball over very much. The one knock to him right now is his touchdowns. That's why he's not up there with some of these top-tier quarterbacks. He's in that 14 to 17 range right now because he's only throwing 25, 26, 27 touchdowns a year with single-digit or right at 10 interceptions, somewhere around there. Um, but you've seen him and what he can do with some weapons. When he had Amari Cooper, when he had Michael Crabtree. Now, granted, that's friggin' five years in the past, right? So, so it's kind of hard to lean on that. But when a guy can still throw for four thousand yards in his top receivers, friggin' Nelson Aguilar, and even then, that's a disgrace because really the top receiver was Darren Waller. Um, but now they bring in a Kenyon Drake, which I love for Derek Carr. Yeah. I don't like for Josh Jacobs. I don't like for Kenyon Drake, but I love it for Derek Carr. I look for them to to be able to move the ball, to continue to score in the red zone. And I really like the potential where he's up over that 30 touchdown mark and still single digit interceptions and 44 to 4,500 yards. So I think if he can put a season like that together, which would be a career season for him right now at the rate that he's been at, I think that moves. He's 29 years old. He's not an old quarterback. So he can move into that tier with a Matthew Stafford, with a Ryan Tannehill. He can jump into that tier just as easy as anybody else can because of his age and because of the potential he's got.
1: There you have heard it. Derek Carr breaking in uh, slighted. That's because the title he of the show now. Yeah, no, God, no, no, no. no Derek, listen to it. Derek Carr, QB1. <laughs>
2: He's not in the top twelve for me, right? Yeah, I want to slight you so hard. There's no way he's gonna bump in there, but your points are valid. He had a career year, forty one hundred, twenty seven and nine. The rushing isn't completely elusive. He did run for three touchdowns. All right. I mean, he's only twenty nine. They have what we- they have to add weapons because they only have wallet. Like if they do anything, they could get some dude off the street and it's, up- it's an upgrade. I mean, they got an accountant mm-hmm. playing in the slot, rugs sprinting down the sideline not looking for the ball. And I don't know what happened to Edwards. I hope they find him. I think he got. I think he did miss the bus one day and they were like, shit, we're not going all the way back to Philly. Sorry, man. We're gonna have to hoof it. <laughs> so if he shows up this year, I-, I see the points of why he's a valid option, but Hull. I just I can't get on board. It never
0: feels good to look at reality.
2: That's not true. It feels great for me.
1: You, you Matthew it. Stafford's on this list. Is. You
2: didn't even say Matthew Stafford could be top ten. You went with Derek Carr. Like well, I couldn't say Matthew Stafford. He's
0: in that tier already. It would have been a better the rules. answer. We weren't allowed to pick those. It guys.
2: would have been a better answer. <laughs>
1: Brian, who's your uh, dude? Outside it's world.
0: not the it is not the ditches we were provided.
2: Yeah, I, I Brian, I mean, uh, Brian, yeah. who's your guy?
1: Uh,
2: Ooh, on the I got to jump.
1: Yeah, I know, really on the spot for me. But um, my guy to jump into this tier, uh, I think I, you know what people are going to hate me for this, but I think it's Carson Wentz. Um, Carson Wentz is, you know, we we know what we he can do. We've seen what he can do before uh, when provided the right system and the right coaching scheme and the right players around him. He's in Indianapolis. Um, you know, that's been a great franchise as far as uh, coaching and development. And, um, you know, they got a project in Carson Wentz. So they got to see really what they have. But you know what? They've got weapons around him. He's got an incredible offensive line. He's got an incredible running back to help him out um, and a great pass catching back uh, in Naheem Hines. So I think the opportunity really is there for Carson Wentz to break into the top 12 and as a quarterback one uh, and because of his age and because he's done it before, he's already done this before on a different team.
2: That's a good answer, Brad. That's an actual (laughs) answer. I can totally see that happening. He was top 12 last season and played for Philly. He gets out of Philly, goes to the Colts, got more weapons, better online, got JT. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I, I I really that, a wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. I'm pretty sure like 15 seconds ago, you were like, oh, it's disgusting, but I can't argue with you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those
2: are the exact like, words you If I that just you insulted used. you the whole time. You people, know what? Let's, let's rewind the say. tape. Let's
1: rewind the tape. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I'm surprised nobody went with a rookie here, man. So let me just say, because we don't have rookies really in here except for Trevor, because we don't know where they're going to go. And if, you, if we put, say, you know, Justin Fields. He pops in there at 12. Totally makes sense on paper. But, like, what if he goes somewhere where he has to sit for three or four years? Like, what if he gets short and loved? Like, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's a possibility. So, I will say that these can be put on their ear. Whoever goes number two to the Jets, if they can move Darnold, or we just know he's absolutely the guy, that helps a ton. Uh, But you don't like having that competition there. As much as I don't believe in Sam Darnold, like, it is still somebody else that they can go to, and you don't like it. Fitz Magic ruined Tua last year because they had they had they had a better option,
1: so that scares
2: you. And then like whoever goes to Carolina is suddenly just gonna rock it up my list because I'm like I want a piece of that Joe Brady CMC DJ Moore I
1: want a piece of that. So especially if it's Trey Lance, like you know everybody. I think that's pretty much the. The consensus, we want Trey Lance for Carolina Panthers. If I can
2: pick like Justin Fields, show. I'd be fine with that. Oh, well, yeah, right. <laughs> like if I could just pick <laughs> Justin Fields, that's cool.
1: Yeah, but for yeah. sure. Uh, Brad, who do you like amongst the rookie quarterbacks without knowing any landing spots to break into a quarterback one on their first year?
0: I don't know if you can take anybody other than the guys that you talked about. I love Matt Jones in the long term. Um, I think he's a phenomenal quarterback, but he's not the hype of a Zach Wilson and a Trey Lance and a Justin Fields because he doesn't have the legs like those guys do, right? That's his knock. Um, So most likely he's going to get drafted to a team that has, let's say the Atlanta Falcons, right? They got an aging Matt Ryan later in his contract. They set Mac Jones. He's not going to break into the top 10 this year because he's he's not going to play. He's going to sit and he's going to watch and he's going to learn but he's going to come out in that sophomore season and he's going to light the fucking world on fire. I love Mac Jones. And the more I watch, the more I feel like I have to move him up my ranking. It's just so contrarian that it makes it difficult sometimes to do. Um, so, so I'm, you know, the more, like I said, go watch the guy. Cause I, I, I don't know what else you can say other than he can't throw 90 yards down the field, um, which that doesn't ever go to anything um so um yeah but
1: I it. Mean, you heard it there uh Mac Jones getting a lot of love from Brad um along with uh Derek Carr getting a lot of love from Brad and a lot of hate from Bert. um but I think that's gonna end it for us man that was a that was a great little uh, first quarterback tears and uh some little some little stabs and and hustles at uh, at one another so um turkey why don't you uh why don't you let everybody know where they can find you at uh, and and give some shout outs to our guys at the fantasy affairs
2: oh man the guys at the affairs working their tail off matt riser thank you buddy thank you for your work johnny slokes andrew jacques i can't dude cannot get enough sammy sammy gordon right sammy gordon sammy, Great guys me. we have a fantastic crew uh sean pomeroy uh, you know, I think we have a drop now. let just fuck you, Pomeroy. But we do love you. <laughs> we have a fantastic crew and I, I'm excited. Did I leave? I didn't leave anybody out. Right. I ex- oh, Brian Craighead. Sorry. Brian Craighead. Brian Craighead. Craighead. Uh, very excited to work with all of you going forward. Can't wait to grow. Excited about the news. Uh, I'm sure I'll wake up in my sleep at some point, just mumbling about Justin Herbert because that's where my mind goes these days. Maybe I need to put <laughs> some trade offers out, but you can find me on Twitter at Eric Burkholder 6
1: Awesome, awesome, uh, Brad. You are the bourbon guy, and change the name to the FF Bourbon Dude. So hey, that's what. Yeah, look,
0: at. I'm I'm sipping on some old Forrester Prohibition style. You can find me at FF Bourbon Dude on Twitter, helping run the Facebook page. Make sure you go take a look at the fantasyfootballexpo.com. Uh, we just are drop, We just dropped something. So so uh, go take a listen to our introductory pod for that. Uh, and, again, Expo.com or on at Twitter, at the FF Expo. Uh, I do want to give a couple quick shout-outs, right? We talked quarterback tiers tonight. We got two awesome quarterback articles out, one by none other than our McLovin FF affair, that Andrew jocks about the quarterback carousel. He's already made some right calls. Oh, There's some I trades that are available it. out there. I so forgot make sure the you best young blood. And then you got the other one, Garrett vena had a great article on quarterback landing spots uh, and quarterback efficiency. So go take a look at those all at FFAffair.com
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, Aaron, uh, Berkey, like like you had mentioned, um, you know, Garrett, young guy coming in hard with some great articles, killing the work out there while doing school, man. Big shout out. Kids and, yeah, him kids and in Quinn. class.
2: Him and I him Quinn. And I forgot both the young bullets. My problem is that I, I interact with them so often I forget. I'm like, they for all that's
0: such a cop out. It's that's fair. A cop out. Get, it is a cop. out of here. <laughs>
1: awesome, I love guys. you, Quinn now and we'll Garrett. Yeah, Quinn and Garrett, young guys um, at the Fantasy Affairs in school, repping for us and working so hard. Um and again, shout out to all of us. Uh all you guys, all my all my boys, my family at the fantasy affairs. Check us out uh website ww.faffair.com, find those articles. I've been your host, Brian Mangonero. You can find me on Twitter at BrianGMFFAffair. Guys, we're partying at the Expo, baby. We're throwing it. So everybody look forward. Check them out, uh, thefantasyfootballexpo.com, and we will see you next week. Thank you, our fantasy affairians. Peace.
2: Peace out, guys.